The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum listeners, welcome back to another edition of The Feature Show, looking at all things careers and education in our town. I'm Jawaria Tanvir and I'm joined by my co-host Amarazem. And we have a very special show of Lockdown Reflections where we're going to be hearing from the young people in Luton. In a few minutes, we are going to be hearing from the student executive members of Chorney High School for Boys, Osama, Zafin and Faraznal, speaking with their teacher, Miss Mohammed, head of Key Stage 3 English at Chorney Boys, sharing their reflections. After the break, Amma will be speaking to members of the Year 9 People Council at Shilton Academy, Cleo, Hassan, Labika and Yasin, along with Mr. Bell, Assistant Head Teacher at Shilton Academy. It is a really great show that we do have lined up. The students will be sharing with us how they've coped with the challenges of just learning under difficult circumstances. And it's just so great to hear them speak so confidently and honestly and come onto radio. And it is a very special show and hopefully the first show of many where students will be joining us. We have had quite a few shows on the feature show where we've been joined by many amazing guests, each contributing a lot to the show. We started off with the first teacher show where I joined Emma and since then have had many other teachers and school leaders join us on the show. We've had two STEM dedicated shows and this show is a first for a student show. So Emma, tell us about your personal highlights of the feature show. Um, for me, I um, up until this episode um, of of the show, uh, my uh, my most favourite and most enjoyable experience was the was the last episode where we had school leaders um, join us as well as um, senior leaders as well. So we had three head teachers um, from schools around the town. Um, we also had three senior leaders um, and. The reflections upon the the past year were really quite profound, and um, just setting the scene for for, for the listeners. So um, the the show was um, recorded a, a week, I believe, a week or ten days after schools returned recently, following um, following lockdown, and uh, we heard about the uh, preparations and the plans and the um, quite extensive approaches that the schools had had taken and importantly they they also shared their uh, reflections upon how the students had um, had fared and that was up until that point uh, a really really enjoyable show for me but but this one in particular hearing from the students I think has has surpassed that Absolutely. It is really great to just see the engagement that schools around Luton have been having with the show and how eager they are to get staff members and students onto the show to just really showcase their experiences to the wider community. Um, In terms of my personal favourite, I might have to say perhaps the two STEM shows. I think it was really important conversations that were had during those two STEM shows, including just really showcasing the different routes to get into STEM careers other than universities. So we had Angelina Aziz, who is a software engineering apprentice at the Bank of New York in Canary Wharf. And we were joined by Avair Samir, who's doing a degree apprenticeship at Dyson. So it was really important to just showcase those alternative routes to university. Then we had the second show, which was really highlighting the amazing women in STEM we have who are local to Luton and hail from local high schools, which was also really great to showcase. So looking ahead, we are hoping to have many more exciting shows. Amar, do you want to quickly brief us on some exciting shows we have coming up, as well as other projects? Just, just building upon uh, what you've described there, the, the two STEM shows and, 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 and some, of the, some of the guests you had on, um, it's, it's really pleasing to see some of the interest uh, they and others have, uh, have expressed in um, mentoring and supporting in community initiatives. So uh, we, we met with them as part of our work um, with Unleashing Potential and uh, it was really a really, really 
uh, enjoyable Zoom call we had with 28 mentors, all of whom uh, were local uh, local people, some, some of whom um, are new into industry, um, many, many are at university, but all very, very keen to, um, to work on uh, initiatives and to, to support young people, whether that, mean, whether that means um, in the community or, um, or, or going into schools. And, and I, I think our, our, our next shows in, the, uh, in, in looking ahead to May, May and June, I think we're, we are going to be um, looking, on, looking, looking to uh, develop projects and have those guests on. Amazing. Thank you, Emma. There definitely has been a lot of interest received to help support our young people in Luton with the exciting projects that we do have coming up and we do hope to share very soon. In a minute, you will be hearing for yourselves about the resilience that the young people in Luton have, how they've adapted to this past year and persevered. I am heading over now to Miss Mohammed from Chorney Boys and members of the Chorney Boys student executive body, Osama, Zofine and Farazanel, who will be sharing their experiences of lockdown reflections. After the break, you're going to be joined by Amarazem, who will be speaking with Mr. Bell and members of the Year 9 People Council at Shilton Academy, Cleo, Hassan, Labika and Yasin. I hope you do enjoy the show and I'm heading over now to Miss Mohammed from Chorney Boys. Hello student executives, thank you very, very much for coming and joining me today on this special interview. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you for allowing me to question you about your experiences during the lockdown and how you experience this as a learner. So thank you very, very much. Basama, I wanted to come to you firstly. Um, how did you engage in learning during the lockdown period? So the lockdown was very tough especially the first lockdown. Now you see, with the first lockdown, the teachers were shocked. They tried their best in sending out work on Google Classroom and helping us as much as possible. Due to the circumstances, this wasn't as scheduled as they would have pleased. The teachers were as responsive as they could be, and they tried their best to send all the resources out. However, in the second lockdown, the teachers were more prepared and they were ready for this new lockdown. They ensured that everything was scheduled as was sent out on time. So essentially, it put me in the position where I had to wake up at 7.30 just to get onto my laptop, sign in to form and be ready for the day. And to be fair, some people may say this is a burden, but I enjoyed it as the teachers made sure that home learning was just like school and they made sure that we didn't miss out on any education. Even though I was waking up very early, I didn't mind it and I'm happy that the teachers and the students collaborate with each other to make sure that they did the best job they could. Thank you very much, um, Osama, for that. That's really, really insightful. I like how you said that um, teachers were very responsive. I think from my personal opinion, I think that that was definitely something that was very apparent. I think that everyone was on board and they were very willing to adapt to these new circumstances so it's really great to hear that from your perspective and that is what you received also and um, so that brings me on nicely to Zafine actually um, I wanted to ask you what parts of being at school have you missed when learning at home? Now there are many parts of being within the school environment which I really really appreciate and I really love which I didn't quite get the same when I was in lockdown. Now, first of all, I love the social aspect of being in school. I love to be able to see my friends all the time and interact with them. And I think that also plays a big part in my learning. They are what make my learning even more fun. And that is how learning should be. And in addition, when I've got my friends with me in my, in my classroom and in my working environment, it motivates me and it pushes me to keep on carrying on and push forward, which I can't, I couldn't quite get when I was completely independent on my own. I didn't have the same amount of competition. I couldn't see my friends getting quickly, getting through their essays and getting through their questions and not, not having that sort of reduced my drive a little bit to learn and get through all the work because having my friends around me is what really helped. And to, to continue on with that, having a teacher in front of you 
explaining things, explaining questions. Like the internet is a fantastic place, but nothing can replace a teacher. There is nothing quite like a teacher in the way that they can help you and support you. Having that relationship with that with uh, your teacher, and it's something which just helps so so massively with your learning. And and I really did miss having my teacher in front of me, hearing their voice and the way that they speak and the way that they can utilize the whiteboard and use the facilities. We just we, I felt deprived of these type of things. Thank you for sharing that, Zafine. I mean, listening to you, that was very, very heartfelt. Um, what I can say is that from this experience, um, there's a lot of positives we can take out of it. And I think one of them is that a lot of students being back at work, I think I've heard them really understand the value of a teacher. And there's something about being at school that cannot be captivated in any other way, shape or form, uh, particularly at home. Um, now, there may be some students that did prefer that, but there are fundamental things that are also missing, um, which is having that teacher interaction, having that student interaction. So that's really, really interesting to hear. Thank you for sharing that. It brings me on to my next question, Zafine, actually. Are there aspects of learning at home that you would like to see continue now that schools have reopened? Yes, you're precisely right that there being within the lockdown it did definitely make me appreciate the school environment more it did make me appreciate my friends more and my teachers so much more uh but that doesn't mean that there wasn't any benefits or any advantages that i felt that i had when i was also learning at home now i think one key thing that i took away from learning at home was building up my independence learning and that is something which I don't just have to take while I was in the lockdown but now that we've returned to school I can take my independent learning here and this is a, an incredible skill to be able to have to be able to get on with work regardless of the fact that nobody else is around you doing any work uh, get on with work regardless of whether you're having the support from the teacher or not you're just you've increased your drive you've increased your willingness to just get on with something and I think that's one thing that is really built up within me. And uh, of, of, of course, I've talked to many other friends and they also agree that now it's made them really, really independent. And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing that we've got from learning in the lockdown over the past almost year. And another thing is, is that the school put in a lot more effort and time and money into getting us even more resources to help us with our learning, especially again during the lockdown. But these resources such as GCSE pods, such as TASMI, uh, such as Collins Connect, online uh, revision guides on Caboodle, we can utilize all of these beyond just the lockdown to continue to aid us in our learning. And these are especially helpful to make uh, possibly children from more disadvantaged backgrounds who when they're at home, they do not, they may not have access to revision guides and things like that, but the school was coming in and, and giving that to us and being able to, to have something to substantiate our learning. So I think, again, that was a, a beautiful thing that the, the school did for us and we can still use that beyond the lockdown and I definitely will keep on engaging with it. So I think it's been a, a fantastic thing overall. That's really, really great to hear, actually. You touched on independent learning and I think one of those things about independent learning is that it was refined. I think, again, the appreciation for it and the skills that you've learned more so during the lockdown period obviously has been heightened for you all and that sounds like you've been using that a lot the experience has been great for you all so i think there's a lot of positives i'm hearing and that's really really great added to which the use of technology sounds like it's heightened as well and um, particularly for educational purposes in which that's great um, I know that schools were very much invested in um, these technological advancements to support and aid um, the delivery of lessons. Uh, so that's really, really great that you've touched on that. And thank you for sharing. Um, Sam, I had another question for you, actually. When schools did reopen, what did you look forward to the most? I mean, I missed everything about school. School is just a great place. The atmosphere just makes you want to learn and learn and learn. Something which I really missed 
was meeting my friends. Now you see, being stuck at home, obviously family time is great and all, but you see, friends are friends. And now missing out on uh, learning with my friends and playing football with them at lunchtime, it does impact you a lot, especially when it's for a long period of time. And seeing my friends really uh, puts joy into me. And I, I was really happy. And that's why I looked forward to school. I also liked the real life teaching. So the teacher is one-to-one -one with you rather than from a screen. And that also uh, heightens your grades to make sure you get those grade eights and nines. I mean, learning from uh, home was also uh, a challenge, but learning from school made me realize how important a teacher really is and that missing out on school is actually puts a lot of sort of um, upsets and downfalls on your grades. I also enjoyed the teaching atmosphere. I liked when a teacher was asking me questions and I liked when my peers would also answer, ask questions to me and to the teacher and I would get that response, that feedback and I really enjoyed that. One more thing was the clubs after school. I missed playing with my friends, I missed learning new activities and just the overall feel of school. Thank you for sharing that Osama. Needless to say, um, it sounds like you were very, very happy to come back and um, you've definitely been in good spirits and I've seen all the lovely things you all as a student executive uh, panel have been doing. Um, so I can see that you've definitely utilised your time very, very well and it's glad to have you all back and it's glad to be teaching you all again. Um, and it is an absolute pleasure because if anything, being back in school, it also has um, been a great experience for myself as well because um, it is different teaching online you know the authenticity isn't there anymore um, and again that interaction with you guys isn't going to be the same so I can definitely share the same testament as you um, I've enjoyed being back absolutely um, for Arsenal I had a question for you actually um, in what ways did the schools or other community groups help you during the lockdown period schools and schools and other community groups helped us a lot during the whole time the school was very supported, supportive throughout the whole situation, making sure that they were able to replicate the school environment as much as they could during lockdown. Teachers offered live chat sessions to make sure that any students who were struggling or had any questions, they were able to ask them. Bernardo's, Luton Learning Link and various charities also helped. They provided Chromebooks and various devices for those who are unable to access these technologies throughout these desperate times. The school also provisioned for those who are vulnerable and those parents who are key workers, making sure that their children weren't missing out on any of the learning throughout the whole time. Teachers also had various different types of technology, such as the Loom uh, video lessons, making sure that the environment was as similar as they could to the school environment. So making sure that they're providing video lessons. And another thing I want to say, Ms. Mohammed, how would you say you adapted to this during the whole lockdown situation? Oh, interesting, thank you uh, for that question. Yeah, I mean, the experience is definitely unique. There is no other way to describe it. But what we had to grasp very quickly is change and adaptation. Now, you mentioned the Loom, Loom software, and actually that's one of the things that I use with your classes in particular. Now, even though the essence of it wasn't the same, it did aid in me delivering lessons to you, but actually doing a voiceover. So adapting to that um, was actually quite fun. I enjoyed doing that, um, putting the voiceovers on the PowerPoints, explaining it through. Um, and I think that since then, I think I would still use Loom in different different ways for revision purposes. Um, but again, I think it's about the developing world. And I think as we develop, as we grow older, we learn that there's so many things that we can adapt to. And I think being resilient is one of the main things that came out of this for a teacher, for a student, and for everyone else that was supporting you all in learning. Um, and it was an absolute privilege because if anything, you guys are an exceptional bunch of students and the sky is honestly the limit for you all. Um, based on that Frasnal, um, it's really, really interesting um, having you guys all here because I know you have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes, okay? 
Um, and I know that you student executives have been putting a lot of projects together. Is there anything in particular you can share with us today that has been quite innovative? The student, the, the student executives were working very hard throughout the whole remote learning situation. We've done various different projects, which are all documented on the student executive Twitter account. But I would like to highlight on one project in particular, which was our remote learning day in the life video. The video was designed to show what an ideal remote learning experience like, starting from the waking up all the way to ending the day off. This allowed students to be motivated and feel like they weren't left behind, showing them that they were able to uh, study throughout the whole period. And this meant that students were able to feel as if they were, I mean, students were able to uh, feel supported throughout the whole time. Wow, that sounds really, really interesting. So many exciting projects. I have heard about your student executive um, Twitter handle, actually. Um, and for those who are listening today, it's Chawney Boys, Chawney Boy Exec. Um, so please get following. They have a tremendous amount of content on there from the perspective of learners. And I think that's really, really innovative because I think it's great for the community to see how much work you're putting into the development of your education. And again, giving us an insight from your day to day lives at school. So that's absolutely fantastic. Um, Zafine, I know that you wanted to mention something in particular, um, so would you like to share that with us? Yes, uh, again, just to add on to what Fasnal was talking about with the being a student executive, there was also many sort of leadership programs that we have and just leadership uh, roles that we have within the classroom, for example, like one thing that we were doing with you is we were sort of leading the lessons and we were teaching and helping helping the students and it would be split between uh, between the uh, uh, students for example we'd have Asama doing the wall of fame you'd have one person going through the slides another person explaining quotes and again that's just another thing that uh, we love to do as student executives but again one thing that we did sort of miss out on when we uh, when we had to go into lockdown, I know we had lots of plans to to do more of this student leadership within the classroom, uh, but unfortunately we did have to we did have to put some plans to a halt because of this, which I would say is another major thing that I did miss about uh, being in lockdown because as a student executive we were as student executives sorry we were a little bit more limited in exactly what we could do, so that would be just one other thing. That I would add. That's really great to hear actually. I know um, the school is very well known for the student executive roles and you know having that student leadership in the classroom. I know that I've worked with you guys uh, with that since year nine. Um, yeah so I can definitely share those sentiments with you. It was definitely um, a difficult journey but one that we did overcome. We came together mm -hmm. As a, as a team, as a community, and we worked on that. Um, so that's really, really interesting to hear. It's nice to hear what parts you all have missed because everyone has a very different take on it. So, you know, I just wanna say a massive thank you for sharing those experiences with me. Um, so I'm gonna pass over to you now. Yeah, uh, thank you, Miss. I would just like to say um, my thank you for letting us be on this uh, interview and letting us advocate uh, about how we felt about the lockdown and how we overcome the journey and the obstacles and how great of a job the teachers were doing to help support us in this uh, journey. And yeah, once again, I'd just like to say thank you very much. Osama, it is an absolute pleasure to have you all on this panel and being interviewed today. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Not only have I enjoyed it, but I've also learned so much more from you all, from your perspective. And I think that's important because um, you you are all the learners, you guys are in year 10, you're on a journey, and it's important to know how you feel about this experience, but also what you've gained from it. And so far, you've said a lot of positive um, things, and, I, and I'm completely overwhelmed by um, all of the things that you've taken from this experience, and I'm really, really proud of you all. Frasno, I know that you wanted to add something, so I'll pass over to you now. I wanted to say that uh, all the teachers have been working very hard throughout this whole time, making sure that 
everyone uh, is back to uh, the whole environment and back to the school environment are used to everything again and making sure that they're catching up on if they were behind on anything. And the student executives have also been working hard throughout this time and everything has been documented on the student executive uh, Twitter account mentioned earlier by Ms. Mohammed. And I want to say a thank you to everyone who was involved throughout the whole period, making sure that no one was left behind and everyone was able to study throughout the whole period. Thank you, Farsnor. Thank you very much for your kind words. And I'm sure I speak for the whole staffing body, um, every single teacher in the educational sector, that it is an absolute pleasure, an absolute pleasure. And added to that, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your experiences and thank you for you sharing your wisdom with us. Um, until next time, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much to Ms. Mohammed and Shawnee Boys. We are heading off to a break now where we're going to be joined by Shilton Academy. Assalamualaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Listeners, welcome back to The Feature Show. I'm Jawaria Tanvir and we're joined on this show with students of Chorney Boys and Chilton Academy, telling us in their own words what their experience of lockdown has been. Before the break, we heard from the brilliant Miss Mohammed, head of Key Stage 3 English at Chorney Boys, speaking with members of the Chorney Boys Student Executive Body, Osama, Zafin and Farazanel, giving us a really great insight of lockdown. We're now joined with Amar Azam, who's having a conversation with Mr. Bell, Assistant Head Teacher at Children Academy, and members of the Year 9 Pupil Council, Cleo, Hassan, Lavika, and Yasin, sharing with us how proud they are to be students of Children Academy, the support they've received this past year, and the many exciting projects they have taken part in with local charities and for the local community. I'm heading over now to Amar. I want to start off with uh, Mr. Bell, who uh, you recently joined us actually on Inspire FM, and it's really pleasing to have you back on. Now, you've got some students there to share their experiences of lockdown and what the past year has meant to them. Um, introduce us to who you've got there, Mr. Bell. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's great to be back again um, talking on the radio station. And uh, firstly, I want to thank Inspire FM for providing my pupils with the opportunity to talk about Chilton Academy and their experiences during lockdown. Our Pupil Council consists of eight members, um, four from Year 7 and four from Year 8. But we have four Year 9 Council members here. And I just want to go around the table and just let them introduce themselves. Um, Cleo, if I start with you. Yeah, I'm Cleo, I'm in Year 9 and I'm Chair of the Pupil Council. I'm Hassan, I'm in Year 9 and I am part of the communications. I'm Labika and I'm in Year 9 and I'm the Secretary of the Pupil Council. I'm Yasin, I'm in Year 9 and I'm part of communications. Brilliant, thank, thank you guys. You. Okay, brilliant. We'll start off. Thank you, Mr. Bell. We'll start off uh, a question for um, Labika to begin with, actually. Lockdown's been a, a, a quite a challenging time for everyone. Uh, but in amongst all the challenges, there have been lots of positives. How have you and your friends found lockdown? So lockdown has been a different experience for each and every single one of us. Some people have gone through bereavement and had a tough and challenging time, whereas some people have enjoyed their time in lockdown. However, even though there was some negativity, there was also lots of positivity. My, ex my experience in lockdown was positive. This was the time where I learned new skills, including baking cakes and cookies. I also started to connect with people better than I could using online resources and actually learning to take, take out time for myself, which I didn't really do before. My friends and peers have had the same experience and the two common ones are being able to communicate better online and taking out time for ourselves. Many of us also learned how to use new tools online due to remote learning. An example of this is a website we used in engineering called Onshape. It was a new website for most of us and we learned how to use it for our lessons. I also started to learn different languages, like my mother's native tongue called Igala, 
German and Japanese. It was really interesting and I've made lots of linguistic links between Latin derived languages. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, Labika, uh, what's it been like since uh, the schools returned a, a few weeks back after lockdown? Um, returning back to school was a big change as many people did have difficulties communicating with people face to face and find it much easier to talk behind a screen. The biggest challenge I personally faced and many of my classmates faced was remembering what we learned in school. We have, we have some positive things about coming back to school and they were able to share our stories with other people and ease ourselves and most of us had the same experiences and we were able to express our feelings. Overall, we were happy as we were out of home and were able to try and get back to normal after lockdown. I also want to add that when we first came back, lots of the lessons were mainly focused around RRR. This stands for Review, Revisit, Revise, and is when we have a lesson which is solely based on past topics. Moreover, we recently started having one-to-one -one tutoring sessions to expand our knowledge on subjects, as well as refresher sessions to help support learning and go over topics we may have forgotten. Also, extracurricular activities have recently resumed and Chilton Academy offers a wide range of clubs for students to take part in. Um, a question for Yassine. Um, you, you're all members of the Pupil Council. Um, can you tell me how you were formed, uh, a little bit about the background of the Pupil Council? Yes, so the Pupil Council was voted in a similar way to the general elections. The pupils who wanted to run for school council wrote manifestos and they were voted into the top 100 by members of staff. The school's senior leadership team reviewed all 100 of these manifestos and they were shortlisted into the top 16. The top 16 were announced and had to participate in debates, in assemblies and Q&As from pupils. Next, the shortlisted pupils began campaigning and the candidates had to gain supporters. On December 12th, 2019, all pupils voted for their candidate and a week later, the top eight were revealed and presented as the People Council. Through an internal vote, we then voted for the People Chair, who is Cleo. I would also like to add that it was great to be voted in as a member of the People Council by my fellow peers. I personally felt a sense of pride and responsibility to represent our school student voice. Brilliant, thank you. I think, I think I'd like to come back to that. That sounds really, really exciting. Um, Hassan, I, I know the, the, the group is newly formed, the Pupil Council is newly formed, and, and of course lockdowns had an impact upon how, how you can go about doing your projects. But do, are you able to speak about some of the projects that you and the school have been involved in over, over, over the past year? Yeah, so um, at the beginning of the year, we as a council all came up with an A to Z list of charity events. And this essentially means that we came up with a charity event we could run, beginning with all the letters of the alphabet. Examples of these were non-uniform days and competitions such as estimating the amount of sweets in a jar. We also have a year-long project, which is the Sky Garden. This is our rooftop garden area, which we want people to go to and relax. And we have partnered up with JJ Rattigan, who are helping us to plan this. Furthermore, we have run a competition for designs of the Sky Garden within the school, and the winning design will actually be used. Personally, I'm extremely proud of the teachers at our school who have worked tirelessly to ensure that there are no gaps in pupils' learning during lockdown. They handled the situation really well at so such short notice. As the voice of the student body, we felt that we had to reward our teachers, so we organised the staff awards, where students were given the opportunity to vote for teachers who they believed had aided the students best in their learning whilst at home. Uh, Hassan, what's the Pupil Council's plan for the summer term, if, if we're now looking ahead to uh, having the opportunity to run more of these projects? Okay, so recently we presented to the school governing body and we essentially told them about everything we have done while, we were, while we've been elected as a pupil council. Uh, overall, we plan to run three charity events this half term. One of them is a sister head teacher for the day. 
and this is where pupils will pay money and a student from each year group will be chosen at random to assist Mr Douglas for a day. And this would consist of things like going to his meetings and so on. Uh, furthermore, we, would also, we also plan to have an ice cream day and a non-uniform day with the proceeds from both events going to our school charity, which is the L&D Hospital Helipad Appeal. Ice cream day, that, that, I, I, I definitely want to learn more about that one. Now, we'll, we'll come back to that. Hassan, um, you, you, you've spoken there um, really, really well about charity and uh, the number of um, charitable initiatives that the school are, uh, are going to be getting involved in. And of course, giving back to the community is, is vital, especially with um, the difficulties that people are, um, are facing out there. Um, you know, tell us a little bit more about why charity is so important to Chiltern Academy. Okay, so I think that the majority of the school's events are based on charity and giving to the community. And we have one main school charity, like I mentioned before, which uh, was the L&D Helipad Appeal. However, we do also donate to other charities such as the Luton Food Bank. And we regularly cha organize charity events and the money goes towards our main charity. Examples of events we have run for other charities include the Shoebox Appeal. Pupils brought in old toys, basic toiletries, stationery and books to read, all packed it and all packed it into shoeboxes. These would subsequently be delivered to young children in the world who could really use a small gift like that. We also had a harvest festival in the autumn term. Pupils would bring in food and this was donated to the Luton Food Bank. We also ran this as a house competition to encourage pupils to bring lots of donations to give a person some much needed food. Charity is not just led by our school pupils, our teachers also contribute. An example of this was the 12 hour night shift run that raised £1,600. Staff had to continuously run on a treadmill in a mask through the night for 12 hours to mirror the night shift of our NHS staff. We were really proud that our teachers could give up their busy time for a notable cause and help us edge closer to our fundraising goal of £4,000. Uh, Cleo, I understand the school uh, has a huge passion for engineering. What types, of, what types of things do you learn? So engineering is mostly divided up into the practical side and the theoretical side. In theory, we learn to use CAD software, such as TechSoft 2D Design, Circuit Wizard and Onshape to create and simulate circuits and 3D print materials and parts. We also work with CAM processes. Our school has a richly furnished engineering department with sanding machines, pillar drills, laser cutters and lots of other integrated tools. We've also covered engineering in real life, which looks at civil engineering here in Luton, specifically the works going on around the Luton airport and with the prestigious engineering company, Arup. Leonardo also came to the school to give a talk to students about their company, who offers a range of engineering opportunities such as in electronics, software and systems. On the practical side of things, we have created light boxes from scratch. We did all the work from designing and researching light boxes, assessing materials, measuring materials, sanding and sawing down wood, printing designs onto plastic, fully constructing the light boxes and then creating a full evaluation at the end. Essentially, we followed the manufacturing process of an actual product to give us a taste of what it would be like in product design. Listeners, you're joining us here for the future show on Inspire FM. You're listening to uh, voices of uh, the, the Pupil Council at Chulton Academy, one of the high schools in Luton. We, uh, we've been hearing from Cleo, Yassine, Labika and Hassan, and as well as uh, very importantly, Mr. Bell, who's brought this all together, and a friend of the radio station. Um, I want to direct another question to you, Cleo. Um, you know, it's 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 been a such a a difficult year for 
for, for young people especially and the uncertainty that comes with going into school, online learning, you know, being told to, to study from home. Um, and you've, you've paid tribute there um, uh, and it was really pleasing to hear that you paid tribute to uh, your, uh, your, your, your uh, teachers around you. But w what are some of the things that really make your school great? Tell, tell us, tell the listeners what makes Children's Academy a great place to, to be a part of. Yeah, so one thing I believe that makes our school great is the sheer amount of pupils we have from different backgrounds and the strong diversity that's integrated in Children's Academy. This means that we always have new and varied perspectives, a vast talent pool and incredible skill sets in the school. I also think that as a school, we have lots of spirit and are able to pull together as a really tightly knit community and we get through obstacles together. A great example of this being the nationwide lockdown, where staff are working tremendously hard to provide lessons and resources for our learning. We actually wanted to show our appreciation for them, and we hosted a virtual Chilton Academy Staff Awards to celebrate them. The amazing facilities which support the pupils' learning significantly include our music recording studio, the fitness suite, the robotics rooms, the IMAX suite, and a lot of other exceptional areas around the building truly make our school notable. Also, we have a school dog. His name is Flynn. He's very supportive and he plays a major role in the mental well-being of plenty of our students. Brilliant, thank you for that. Uh, Yassine, uh, what, would you, what would you say you're most proud of uh, about your school? Because it, it really comes across, I'm sure listeners would agree, it really comes across that you are all very passionate about Chilton Academy and, and being a part of um, this, this, this relatively new school. What, what is it in particular that you're, you're, you're proud of? Um, I'm mostly proud of the way our school organised and handled our return back to school and the way they planned to make us feel comfortable and get back to normal. Our school did really well in keeping all of our students safe during this worldwide pandemic, but made sure that it didn't affect the learning of pupils. One way the school did this was by keeping pupils in year group bubbles in order to keep the year group separate, which was successful in serving its purpose. A one-way system has been implemented to control the flow of traffic, and we have seating plans in place to reduce transmission. All these measures certainly do keep us all safe and help make sure that we can get back on track and strive for success. Additionally, the push and uptake for extracurricular activities is also very impressive. As a school, we encourage every student to take part in at least two house competitions and go to at least one extracurricular activity per week. A large majority of the pupils are going to extracurricular clubs before school, at lunchtime and after school. Clubs like basketball, badminton, cricket, art, STEM, French, dance, debate, fitness, Music, newspaper, psychology, anime, table tennis and choir are just a few of the extracurricular activities that most students have been attending since March. Uh, that, that is, uh, thank, you, thank you for that, you see, that's, that's, that's quite an immense list. A general question, I, I, I'm not, and I'm, uh, I'll open this out to you, to you all or, or Mr. Bell there as well, but uh, we, we were speaking off air and um, I, I mentioned that two years ago when you were in year seven and um, the school was at, at its temporary location um, at, uh, at the York Street venue, a few doors away from Luton Food Bank where I was working. And I remember coming in and speaking to yourselves and seeing all the bright, sort of bright-eyed, very keen young year sevens that had just started. And, um, and we were having discussion about how you know, two years on and you, you really become now, you're, you're, you're the, you know, the, the year nines amongst you are the eldest now um, uh, in, in your school. But charity and the community seems to be such an important part of, uh, of, of your values and it's very much embedded in everything you do. Um, who wants to tell me a little bit more about any particular causes that are special to them? Do you want to go, Cleo? Yes, I think that charities that support the mental health of young people in Luton especially 
are really important, especially in the current situation. You know, everyone's been through a lot of different situations. And I think it's really important that we have trusted adults checking in on young people because at this point in time, we need to make sure that everyone is in the right mental state and just keep moving forward and hoping for a better future. Brilliant. Well, sorry, sorry, Mr. Bell, you're going I remember when um, I visited Chilton Academy in the old building and there was a club going on um, in the temporary building. I think it was cheerleading and they were doing a, a sort of pose where it was safe and there was mats all around. But, you know, the building just wasn't fit for purpose. You know, people were putting their hands through ceiling tiles and trying to work in the most smallest of environments. And, you know, I was just so itching for the children to come into this wonderful building and experience some of the learning experiences they've had so far. And one thing that, you know, the People Council are so good at is driving change. You know, they really want to make sure that this building is right for the peoples who are currently here, but also for the peoples who are potentially going to be joining in 2022, 2023, and so forth. Lots of things that go on and around our school and the things that we, you know, we post on social media and things that we let out in the community. Yes, a lot of it comes from our staff, but it is driven by the ambitious you know, enthusiastic, wonderful children that we do here have at Children Academy. And the pupils in front of me are just a small selection of those children. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bell. I, I want to uh, just pick up on some of the things that were mentioned earlier on and, 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 and uh, for, for, for no one in particular, but who wants to tell me a little bit more about the, the night shift run? Because I remember seeing that on social media. So this is where teachers ran through the night uh, to raise money for the helipad appeal. Is that right? Who wants to tell me uh, about that experience and, uh, and, and w what it means to, to, to see your teachers get involved in something that really is, is, is quite demanding and challenging, but ultimately is for a good cause? Uh, for me, I was actually really proud of the staff because they took time out of their busy schedule and they uh, actually took the time to have a 12 hour night shift run and it actually raised 1,600 pounds and the 12 hours that um, they ran for we specifically chose that time because it mirrored the night shift of the NHS of the NHS staff and it was just fantastic to see the staff in and around school you know coming together and there was all kinds of running abilities you know some people who run outside of school um, for a club and then there's some that haven't ran for years you know for a long long time and they just took part and it was real camaraderie and sort of really good teamwork but and I, I don't know if anyone's ever tried running in a with a mask on it is very very difficult and it was just fantastic that they had fun you know they raised money but they also raised awareness for the fantastic NHS staff that we've got not only in this town but also in and around the country and you know 1600 pounds is such a an amazing feat for a for a school like ours you know we've only got 690 pupils on roll but we've raised 1600 pounds which is brilliant and I was just so proud that the staff got involved in that achievement. Uh, no, right, rightly so, rightly so, and and of course I I recall for for Luton Food Bank you you made a similarly uh, high donation as well, which is all the more incredible given that you are uh, a smaller school than than some of the others. Um, uh, I think it was Hassan that mentioned uh, a sister head teacher for the day. Uh, we've only got a few minutes left, but there's some really great ideas in there. <laughs> uh, a sister head teacher, ice cream day. Let's start off with a sister head teacher because that sounds like, that sounds like um, Mr. Douglas is gonna get a day off. Is that how it works? Yeah, okay. So um, what, we're, what we're planning to organize is that soon we want, um, pupils to come and they're going to have to give uh, pay a certain amount of money and they'll be entered into like almost like a raffle where the prize is that for a day they'll get to assist Mr. Douglas for a day and um, this would be th this would be for things like going to his meetings and just generally helping him out during the day. Brilliant. And the ice cream day, that is that fairly self-explanatory? Uh, eat as many ice creams as you can, bring in ice creams, how does it work? <laughs> yeah, so what we wanted to do was raise money in a fun and creative way. So we thought during a nice summer's day, 
we'd just buy a lot of ice cream and sell it to the pupils so that they can enjoy and have uh, ice cream in the sun and all the donations donations would go to charity so it'd be a good, for a good cause as well as letting the students have some fun. And I think it's that, isn't it? They're, they're trying to have a, um, a fun time and just eat ice cream, really, if, I, if I'm being honest. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, we're coming up to the, to, to the end of the, the segment here as well. I just want to very briefly uh, ask you one thing um, that uh, has sort of stuck in your mind over the past year. Who wants to, who wants to tell me one thing that they've sort of really learned from the past year? Just putting it out there, just one sentence, anything? Um, I've learned how to stay together as a team and specifically talking about my school through this pandemic. Um, our school has taught us to stay together and make sure that we understand everybody's feelings and get out through this problem, working as a team and understanding different people's situations does anyone else want to try that? I think also reading. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more. I think also reading, reading mm -hmm. enjoyable books and books that you take interest in is also a really nice thing to do. I think that when you just take time out of your day and spend some time reading, you get some time to reflect, you can almost take yourself out of your current situation and just take yourself almost on an adventure by reading and I think it's a really good thing to do and I also think family as well I think most people have more than ever learned the importance of family I know that I value my family a lot more than even before even though I always love them I think it's really important for everyone to just have people that they love and they like to be around and mm. a place that they can call home. Brilliant. We're going we're gonna to have to hold it there. I, some absolutely wonderful answers there. Listeners, you've been listening to Cleo, Yassine, Labika and Hassan from Chilton Academy. You've also had the joy of the quite wonderful Mr. Bell joining us again. Until next, until next time, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.